You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jed Justice. And today we're excited to have with us Amy Gray, the Principal Architect at A3G Architects. Amy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I got to tell you, we I'm so excited to have you here because uh, I've been in some projects that there's been some architecture involved, something big enough for that. And maybe I'm thinking that I've been in projects that are probably big enough for that and I foolishly didn't engage with an architect. Uh, but you guys do not only architecture, but you work uh, in coordination. You do a lot of your interior design as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. My office, we have um, three full or two full-time, one part-time interior designer, and then two architects. So we kind of f- cover the full gamut of the architectural design and interior finish as well. Awesome. Awesome. When when I, I know when I think of architecture uh, and a project that's going to involve an architect, I'm like, oh, this project, I just said it, right? This project isn't big enough for that. And, and I also think, oh, an architect's going to cost a fortune. I mean, they're going to cost more than lawyers. Oh, my goodness. And, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you know, I'm only doing a $20,000 remodel. And, and uh, so, so it's not just for these massive projects, like if you're going to build a new home. Obviously, you guys build new homes. Absolutely. But it's also for smaller stuff as well, right? Well, and ob- uh, the remodel projects are actually a lot more complicated than new construction. You know, a new home, you have a blank palette. You can really design what you want within reason um, as long as the property boundaries work. But in renovations, that's where we really see a lot of the problems that folks start by calling a builder. And you want to have a builder involved because you need to understand the cost. But I would say they're not trained on space planning and proper flow. And so you see a lot of things, kitchens especially, are just laid out completely wrong when you don't have a designer involved with that. And number of steps and work triangle are also critical to be able to effectively use a kitchen. Um, And so I think that's one thing that sets us apart also as being all female is we really look at the flow of the home and the efficiency of cooking and cleaning because women do a lot of that work, not entirely, not in my life, (laughs) but um, that does happen. And I think sometimes people just don't think that through. And if you can cut a couple of steps out of each one of those processes, it's going to function a lot better for you. I mean, and even just down to where to put the light. Absolutely. Because when you see people moving and placing windows, frequently it's maybe not in the most aesthetically proper and maybe I'm not saying that right but it's just one of those things that like when you have that eye when you have that designer involved even in new construction I can tell you personally you've helped us like hey what about looking at it this way or hey what if this stairs were over here or something like that and it's just opening those possibilities to that trained eye and I think cost is always a concern for folks but I mean there there's kind of a range on what you would need. For us, a minimum kind of project is around $1,800 is, is more our lower fee for an addition or a renovation. Lots of times we can get something small within that. Um, but just to contrast it, people pay anywhere from, what, 5 to 7% for a realtor to buy or sell them a home. Our costs are usually less than that, than the percentage of the home. We take on all the liability for designing it, making sure the structure stands up, et cetera. So I think if you put it in relation to what you're already paying to buy a home, it doesn't seem like a big number. I, yeah, no, I mean, uh, the um, that that number just just startled me. It's a, a lot less. I mean, I realize it's We're sort usually of the on a remodel, it might be 5%, up to 10%, depending on yeah. how complicated it is. And lots of times in um, new construction, we're like two or three percent the cost of the home to design it, you know, whereas the realtor could be six or seven percent. So I think when you just put it in perspective, um, it's less than that. People balk at 
um, you're going to charge me $130 an hour. But I think if you kind of compare that, maybe your realtor has showed you 20 homes. You know, they're not charging you by the hour, but they're still getting that piece of pie at the end, but they're not paying as they go along. So I think people feel a little differently about that. Right. But I would say, you know, value added when we have to come in and clean up a project that a builder either hasn't designed properly or hasn't permitted properly, it's costing that homeowner exponentially more. If we're up on the front end of it, typically we are saving money in the process. And it's just worth the ask. Exactly. I mean, because you can get so many pieces to put into it from just a simple conversation and then no. And and your guys' process is great. I mean, coming in, sitting down, looking at it, and then the way you can pull up stuff and start to explore that. I mean, it's just really awesome, I think. And the software we work in is all three-dimensional, so that's really helpful for our clients. But I'll tell you that's fairly unusual, and that's because I come from a commercial background where you only work in three-dimensional, what's called BIM software, Building Information Modeling is what is exclusively used in the commercial world. But in the residential world, a lot of the um, architects are sole proprietors that work out of their home. They just work on AutoCAD. Um, They can be cheaper because they don't have the overhead necessarily, but you have to be able to read a plan in an elevation in 2D. And I would say 75% of homeowners cannot understand no, plans sure. and elevations. No way. We struggle to get a homeowner to visualize a different paint color mm-hmm. to say nothing of a, of a remodel. Let's break this down into, into two distinct conversations and one is a remodel and the other is a, is a, is a new home. Sure. Um, so and I'm going to start with new home because I think a lot of people, when they think architect, they think new home. Um, and uh, I just kind of toss in what I think is a common new home buying experience, which is uh, I'm going to go and have a home built, but I'm going to a builder and a builder has, you know, six plans or 12 plans that they can do. And then based on, and they price them all out. Well, today they don't price them out until after the woods in, but uh, they price them all out. And then they talk about which ones they can put in which lots and which neighborhoods. So I'm looking in this neighborhood and I like these two lots. And so I can put home, you know, four, seven, and I can put, you know, the Wyndham 14 and the, whatever it is. Um, and, and then the common experience is, hey, I'd like to make a little bit of a change. I'd like to have, you know, an, an extra foot here or whatever. Um, and then to me, I don't know, maybe it's a mental block, but there's a different step than when I go and I say, hey, I want to just start, you know, sort of from scratch because I have some very distinct uh, needs or ideas or wants. Um, how well do the builders react? Do you need a special builder that can work with customized architectural plans? We work with a variety of builders from small scale, you know, one guy that just hires subcontractors to big companies that build. I think from our perspective, if you're starting by going to a a builder and buying um, a proto, we don't call those custom homes. Custom homes is when you start with an architect and a pencil. That's a custom home. Um, A lot of these companies call themselves custom home designers, but they're really customizing a prototype, Uh, right? It's not a true custom home. That would be sort of a common experience. That's the way most people would typically approach that. Um, But what I would say that you're limited there is a lot of builders only build in certain neighborhoods. I think if you start with the designer to say, what are my priorities for a neighborhood, you know? Do you want to have an HOA? I mean, I would never live in a neighborhood that has an (laughs) HOA. I mean, I wouldn't even consider it, you know, because I don't want everything to look alike. But there's people that don't mind that. They like the safety of that. My neighbor's not going to paint their house pink. You know, they like the control that how that might affect their property values. But I would say you get really locked into these builder neighborhoods. And lots of times there's 
um, either on property or individual open lots. And it kind of just depends on what type of home you want. I don't know how many times I've had a client come and say, I already bought this piece of property. Our vision is this great walkout. And you bought a flat piece of property. So, I mean, that's I mean, possible. It's funny, not funny, right? No, I mean, it, we... Because you feel bad for them that they didn't think about the slope of the backyard in regards to a walkout. Right. And nobody told them. Well, and they think, okay, I can move some dirt around, but they don't understand, okay, that you can, but you've got another $150,000 on just getting the site ready for your house on the front end. So I think if and your you, drainage might be an issue. Yeah, and your drainage might be an issue. Yeah, not a good, not a good fit. Right. Yeah. So I, I think if you can get a consultant, the architect on board, even before you select a piece of property, to just make sure that that piece of property really works with what's your solar orientation? Are you trying to have solar? Are you trying to have a lot of light in your home? Does it work for that that orientation? But we also work with a lot of folks that the builder is already on board. Sometimes we start from scratch. We We work with several builders that have more prototypical homes that we do tweaking on. Um, but I would say those aren't homes we designed those are home the builder designed and then we kind of modified to meet code and that's okay too it's a different process it's a less expensive process from an architect's perspective because we're just tweaking and a lot of times people show up i found this plan on the internet you know this is really close to what i want but then typically what they want it to look like on the outside doesn't look anything like the floor plan that they've selected (laughs) and so we're trying to merge those two things and there's a savings cost savings there um, but the, the true from scratch process is going to be a little bit more expensive. But really, that is catered to site designing to the site rather than going in a neighborhood where they've already leveled everything off. You have one choice of it's a walkout or it's a not, you know. And don't you think that's typically almost contrary to how how many people do you have walk in with their piece of land already versus the other way around? Typically, they have their land already. Right. Right. And so then it's and they typically already have picked out where they want to build. And so what I usually walk them through is let's just start by meeting at your property and let's not even talk about what the plan is. Let's talk about what the site says to me as a designer and what would make sense for them. But lots of times they're already way down the road before they come and get us. That's just the counterintuitive part of the whole thing from the consumer perspective to the perspective of actually putting it in play. I mean, it's just one of similar to a real estate transaction. I think, you know, sometimes from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, Snap, done. But it's really 400 different pieces that go into this pie. Well, right? It's crazy. I, right. I think it plays to um, when you're involving an architect in your project, I think it plays to the same thing, the same struggles we have with our clients when we start talking about uh, lenders and title companies. And, and to understand somebody, frequently your realtor, but in your case, it might frequently be you guys, somebody's coordinating a team of people to work on this project for you. And, and that's what you're paying for. And yeah, maybe some of them get paid different ways or individually, but ultimately the, the value is in the team and the team coordination. I can't tell you how many times, you know, when I work with a new lender, uh, you know, I'm making plenty of calls and emails just to understand that lender, how they operate, how they, he or she and I are going to communicate together for, you know, for the client that we're both working for. And so I think that's one of the things that people don't understand. Like, what do I need to do first? Do I need to get a realtor? Do I need to get a lender? What is this title company? And I think you've probably fit right into that mix, which Mm -hmm. is, okay, if I've got a project that's going to require some design work, when do I bring that person in? And the answer is everybody starts at once. Right. And we all work together to to, to create this, this wonderful living space or commercial space sometimes 
that that you're looking for. So I, I think that's well to note, which is is that uh, if you pretty sure or even think maybe that you're going to have need some architectural design, get get you know call call Amy at A3G immediately, right? At the same time you're talking to your realtor and Absolutely. your builder and because they'll all work together then as a team. I've done several of those in the last probably six months where, um, especially with how things are moving so quickly on the market, the client will call me and say, we're thinking about buying this home. It's coming on the market Wednesday morning. We know we need to make X, Y, and Z modifications to be happy with it. Can you meet us there at our showing time and just let us know is this feasible, what we need to make happen? And so far, um, one family, I've looked at five or six homes with them. They finally purchased a home um, over in Parkville last year. The other family, they haven't found one that's going to work for them. But, I mean, that's an hour of my time. That's $130 for an hour of my time to know if this house is going to work for you before you sign on the dotted line. Cheaper than the uh, home inspection uh, (laughs) walkthrough that's going on. That's right. Exactly. So I think it's just then understanding the value of that, of, we see things differently, you know, yeah. and whether your changes are going to fit into this. How many times do you hear? Well, I'd like to do blah, 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 blah. And you're like looking at it, you're like, that's a maybe like you're going to have to call in some professional help on that big of a change. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing you say that because, of course, um, you know, you know that, you know, I'm involved with a flipping company. We flip homes. So we are assessing the exact same kinds of things that you are on a much smaller scale pretty regularly. And I can't tell you how many times I walk through homes with clients. And they, the ones that, you know, feel like they have a grasp of things will sometimes erroneously go, oh, well, that's an easy fix. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not even close to an easy fix. And right. I'll tell them that. And and because uh, I don't want them to think like, no, 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 that's a load. This is not magic wand here. Yeah, that's well, a that's a load bearing wall. We're not just going to open that up. We're gonna, exactly. You know, that's not a hey, get get a sawzall and some some new drywall and we're good. That's and not the beam you want now cost eight hundred more dollars than it did last week. <laughs> yeah, right. and and it's going to be six months before it shows up. <laughs> well, right. I think with the open concept being so popular right now, a lot of people are trying to go in older homes and create that concept, and it is possible. But those walls are load bearing. Yeah. So so, I mean, you're probably talking three or four thousand bucks a beam, you know, to open those things up. So it's possible to do it, but you also have to chase it all the way down to the foundation. That's another thing people don't think about. It's right. like we're not just creating an opening here. We have to add piers in the basement and get that load transferred all the way down. So what seems simple isn't always as simple. Yep. And, exactly and that's right. something where <clears throat> an architect and or an engineer is going to help you with. And mm-hmm. so you're going to have to do that if you want to make that happen. I've been through that recently. So. Um, no, that's, that's probably really good to note. Um, what does that do? So now, uh, maybe I've gone out and bought my piece of land. Cause I know what part of the, I could see people doing that cause they know where they want to live. They've been paying attention to land prices slowly, but surely over a period of time. Uh, and boom, this great thing of land, you know, so I could see why that happens. How much time do you think it, what's the average amount of time that when I bring an architect in, as opposed to buying sort of an off-the-shelf builder design. How much more time do I add to that process? Of That can be really dependent on the client. I mean, we have some clients that can come in. It could be as short as four weeks on the architectural side. Then it has to go to structural engineering. So maybe two months on the design process. But we've also had them take six months. Sure. Because it can just depend on how much back and forth. And sometimes people will step back and say, I need a few weeks to think about this. I want to go look at some model homes and kind of see what they're doing. What does this proportion feel like? So it's kind of dependent on the client. But I think what I find, and and when people bring us uh, the plans that they found on the Internet, we can certainly reproduce that. There, there are copyright laws. You do have to make at least 15% changes on those floor plans and elevations so that you're not just repeating someone else's design. But 
there's nothing new under the sun, especially when it comes to residential design. So um, I think that part can take, um, like I said, the four to six weeks. But if you buy the plans and we try to reproduce them, some people pay for those plans. Those are useless to us. Um, they're like, well, I even bought the AutoCAD. We don't even work in AutoCAD. So it's just bring your your PDF, your printout that you found on the internet to us. My cocktail like, napkin? Yeah, that, your cocktail. We way work I would off a it. lot. Of, I mean, I could show you a ton of cocktail napkin sketches that we get from people, but they've thought it through. Right. The importance of, you know, some people would never buy a house that the master bedroom can't see out the front door, you know, or the front yard, front yard. for people coming and going. Some people be, feel completely um, opposite of that. I found with a lot of the military folks that I work with, they only want one door in and out from a security perspective. They think about that in a different way. So they don't want five doors coming in and no out of their house. No lockout basements. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's it, those things. I, you're, you're wasting your money on those plans. Sure. Use those plans to come up with, this is the number of bedrooms. I like the open concept or I like it compartmentalized. And then go to your designer with that. What I found inevitably, those people buy the plans. And then the, on the other end, they say, we can make modica- modifications for you. That starts really upping the price. Then you still have to find some local to stamp the plans, typically. They don't tell you all that when you buy the plans. Um, of course, they'll just sell them to you. Right. And they're, very not, they're not usable. Because most architects and structural engineers are not going to stamp plans that they haven't created. Makes sense. So. Yep, and you're still going to have all the fun city things and regulations that y'all know about locally that somebody on the internet doesn't know about. Absolutely. Casey Mo just had a whole shebang, didn't they? Oh you were my telling gosh, me about yeah. that. Like their system, their yeah, <laughs> their system is ridiculous, and some of their requirements that they have that are outside of typical building codes, um, you wouldn't know that unless you're local. Sure. And so then what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, maybe it takes us another month on the front end. They're going to take three months to get a permit because they don't know what should be on the plans to submit them. Maybe and, longer. Yes, exactly. Especially if you have to keep resubmitting it to Casey Mo because they take forever. <laughs> well, I mean, they you do. know, the last year certainly hasn't helped. Nope. <laughs> Probably uh, let, made it way worse. Let's shift a little bit and let's talk about remodels. Sure. Then. And so remodels to me are sort of a, a reconfigurations and additions. Absolutely. Uh, are, are sort of those things. And, uh, you know, it, it makes perfect sense, and maybe it does for both scenarios, but it certainly makes perfect sense to me when I'm talking about an addition. I've been into several homes. Matter of fact, we're, we're about to list a home now that an addition was built years ago that the transition was just terrible. And we had to do a lot of changes to make that transition even reasonable. And, and to the point where there's actually, they, they framed the, the floor is literally like three inches off. Right. And so, I mean, and, and it's just miserable to fix. I really liked that big bathroom in the in near the living room too. That was really great. Yeah, Door was, opening right up to no, the common there was space. This ma- there was it this was crazy. massive pink bathroom, massive with huge vaulted ceilings, and it was like in a little hallway. And then that little hallway you had to go to to get to a family room. Yep. And, just bad design. People not thinking those no, things through. I, it was well, interesting. And right? I'm sure from a real estate perspective, you guys run into it all the time that people have built an addition on their home that they didn't get permitted. Technically, that's not allowed to be counted in the square footage of their home when they resell, right? And they, because they haven't been paying taxes on it. That's my understanding of what sets that regulation is if I put a thousand square foot addition on my home and I didn't get a building permit to do it, that thousand square foot is not supposed to count 
in the square footage of your home when you sell So, no, permit issues are really interesting when the homeowner's doing the work themselves. You still can pull a permit as a homeowner. You can, but you don't have to, except for in a few circumstances. No, not in Kansas City. In Kansas City, um, any interior model that includes any plumbing or electrical or covers more than 400 square feet is required to have a permit. And the homeowner can pull that as the homeowner, they can. but they still have to do it. They like technically they are supposed to pull the permit. went and made some big home addition on the back in that big fat bathroom with no permit. Yeah. Finishing Ooh. a basement requires a permit. A lot of people don't do that. But technically, if you didn't get a permit to do that work, it should not count towards the value of your home when you go to Unless sell it. Unless it was teeny tiny. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you have plumbing stubbed in already and you add a bathroom, that's kind of one thing. But if you're adding living space or bedroom space and it doesn't have proper egress windows, sure. things like that. Yeah, I mean, we just sat in through planning and zoning on Kansas City last week, and they're making a gentleman tear the addition off his home. Like, this happens I've in Kansas City before. all the time. I've heard of so, that. Like I said, getting I a permit had... on the front end. We've got another one in Kansas City right now. The builder came in, told the homeowner that he had pulled a permit, started building um, a covered deck, and they were going to put a swimming pool out there. They never did pull a permit. They installed a bunch of stuff that doesn't meet code. You know, so now we're coming in after the fact to try to fix that, right. and it's costing them a lot more time and That's money. That's a lot of stuff, too. Oh, goodness. So the uh, in these remodels, um, at what point um, does it – well, first of all, what kind of services do you offer? Because it's not just one. I mean, you can come in and say – you can assortively do a, a, an analysis consult and that might be enough for someone, right? That's what I do. Typically, the front end is we need to start with an in-home consultation, and that's just the $130 hourly rate is what I do. Walk through the home, get the idea of what you're trying to do. A lot of the times people have come up with a vision of what they think is going to solve their problem, and it doesn't really solve their problem. And sometimes, and it probably takes work off of my plate, but I'll come through and say, you want to add this on, but you have this space over here you're not using. Why don't we repurpose that? So that you're not having to add on structure. The dining room is the biggest one we see. Most people don't use their dining rooms at all. But then they come in and say, well, I, but I need a master suite. Well, your, be- your bedroom's right on the other side of the dining room. <laughs> so right. why don't we use that space sure. to make it more efficient for how you live rather than getting into a large expense of adding on and having to go through permits and all of that. And I bet you a lot more people are thinking with this market of adding or doing something of that nature or building, like you said. There's, a- But that's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Like, I, I love... They think it's going to be like quicker to build in this. Oh market. no! Oh yeah. no! 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 We're we're going to take way longer. But same with. But I bet you are. Are you seeing an increase in remodels? Based we're seeing on a lot of market? remodels just because. And actually, that's one that we're fighting through planning and zoning right now. They would actually like to buy a bigger home. They can't find one. Right. And they need more space. And so For we're seeing reason, a lot of right. that. And COVID has really pushed. I think we've done. 100 covered screen porches in the last year because people are realizing I need more space at my home. But I like to be able to have the open air and be covered. And we've just seen tons of them. We work a lot with some swim pool companies. I mean, they're booked 18 months out because people are wanting to make their homes. They didn't go on their $10,000 vacation last year. So how can I reinvest that into my home? Adding on a lot of second offices because both husband and wife are working from home. They've had one office, but one person's, you know, sitting at the kitchen table. We actually have a podcast coming up uh, that we're talking specifically about home offices. So mm-hmm. have you had, just as a precursor to that, have you have you had, uh, are there any particular design considerations that you push when you talk about home offices? Well, I think privacy and sound is really a big one. And that's when you're Zooming and you get used to being on all these calls with folks. It's a distraction, any of the noises, the background noises in the home. So I think 
rather than trying to set up at your kitchen island or drop a desk in the middle of a room, it really needs to be a little niche with a door. I mean, that's really going to be ideal for breaking down the distractions. But it doesn't need to be a full office like you would think in a commercial building. A little L-shaped uh, desk in the corner of like an 8 by 8 room works <laughs> great for a home office. It doesn't need to be a big 12 by 15 room. Well, and of course, you know, now here in the States, at least, we're, uh, we're, we're having the huge vaccine push and we've, we're loosening rules and people are sort of see this normalcy. But, but working from home is, uh, you know, it's, it's been in the IT, IT industry for years and years. And uh, now it's so it's not going completely away. Oh, not at all. We, we, we've crossed a threshold and people are beginning to realize. And, and actually, one of the things we'll be talking about in the other podcast is, is the 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 what it means to employers and how some employers are reacting good and bad to it. But anyway, um, that's certainly something that I think more and more builders are going to start thinking about. Uh, we're going to go back to uh, for at least the next several years, uh, if they're smart, hardwiring a room mm -hmm. uh, with with internet connect because uh, for those of you who don't know this, a wired internet connection is always better than a than a no wireless way. one. <laughs> Right. And if you don't know why, call your local geek. They will be happy to help you out. Um, go to your local micro center. Uh, right, or, 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 or catch me and buy me a pint, and I will tell you all the things that you don't ever want to know. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's something. So let me ask this now, because I know you guys, um, and I didn't realize how smart this was until I started kind of researching a little bit about A3G and, and, and what you guys do, but you integrate design services, uh, like, like interior design services yes. along with that. Tell me how that works. Sure. I mean, that's an optional service. Our, our base plan for like a new construction home would be a builder's set of drawings, right? That's what they need to construct it and permit it. But then we also offer design services kind of in two pieces on the interior design side. One is your finished selections for your home, um, paint colors, flooring. There's so many things coming out in flooring all the time. Um, whether it's the LVT product that a lot of people love, that's great in basements over slabs, but it can be used on the main levels. Excellent for pets, right? Because it's not scratchable. It's actually more um, sound absorptive than hardwood floors. So, so I think it's evaluating the different spaces and, and make sure. By the way, people, when you go out and shop for that, you'll be it'll be sold to you as vinyl plank is what they typically sell that as. That's the LVT. Okay, That's LVT is luxury vinyl tile, right? But, right? but exactly under the name vinyl plank. <clears throat> vinyl plank would be the wood look portion. Wood look side of LVT. Correct, and they is, also yeah. have stone and concrete right. tile looks. All of but that. But they're selling all of that actually as vinyl plank. As now. vinyl plank. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but just evaluating where those things should go. I mean, we use a product called Kinetics quite a bit. That's made from recycled plastics. It looks kind of like a carpet. It comes in tile and plank sizes but it's made from recycled water bottles, so it's impenetrable, like you can bleach clean it, great for pet areas, great for basements, things that people don't think about. And if you work with a designer, they're gonna bring those newer things to the table. I would say if, you're, if you can see something in Lowe's or Home Depot, it's 10 years behind where we are. You know, it's kind of like colors. Like we haven't been using gray for five years, but it's what everybody is, oh, I need everything to be gray. Or the all white is really big, but that's really been being in the design industry for several years now. And so I think if by the time something is getting to Lowe's or Home Depot, it's on the way out. And so that's because they've now figured out a way to make it cheaper and dumb it down for the public versus going, you know, to a flooring company. The prices really aren't that much cheaper than buying them, you know, from the original manufacturer. 
Well, but in all fairness, right, that, that's uh, a lot of that. The colorness, that's all. The colors, the grays. First it was Johnson County beige for so many. That's what sure. we used to call it. Beige, that's what we call grays, it as well. whites, yeah. blues. But, but, but people's sort of taste also evolves at different paces. So, sure. So people that are very into interior design and what's new and what's hot, it's kind of the same with clothes, et cetera. Whereas um, I know some people then are like, hey, that gray is really cool. So it's still very popular and still, uh, you know, very attractive. Um, are people tie dyeing in their house? I'm curious because that was. I finally went to a store yesterday, like a uh, out in Overland Park. There's tie dye stuff everywhere. There's a tie dye shop next to my office. Oh my! Is it newer? <laughs> no, it's been there. For yeah, no, years. I f- oh. I find it great because the 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 youth of today is trying to do exactly what I did in the seventies. Uh-huh. <laughs> the seventies, it all cycles 80s, back. We're peg legging our jeans, tie dye, uh, you know, long hair. Right, I grew my hair long during COVID, and it's still long. And now it's just like I'm hip and cool as opposed to an Hippie old man. era. Yeah, as well to some person. Big some, jerky. This is big jerky, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for some people, I'm an old man trying to relive my youth. But but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I get a lot of comments. Like, on that. So anyways, everything. And there's not a right answer when it comes to right or wrong answer when it comes to design. Do we still specify gray paint? If that's what the owner wants? Sure. You got your color, bring it in. (laughs) Exactly. We'll we'll figure out how to make that trim just the right shade to go with it. But I think thinking about your design, you know, and the other part of that interior design service is casework design. So that's your cabinetry in your kitchen. That's your built-in elements. It's your mud bench. It's your cabinetry in your master bathroom. Those types of things, I think, can go a long way to have a designer do. And there's great designers that work at cabinetry shops. So it's no part of that if you're going to work with a cabinetry shop. Then maybe you don't need us for that. But if your builder is going to buy cabinets off the shelf and install them, you don't want him deciding <laughs> or her um, where everything's going to go in your kitchen. Like you need to work with someone that has a knowledge of that and what makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I know I, I agree completely. I just I know a lot of our listeners are are. are not necessarily at a point where they're ready to do that kind of custom work in their home. And I don't want them to think that if they bought a gray home, they're behind the times. Uh, ah. uh, they certainly- You uh, can customize. But yeah. Paint is paint is the cheapest, easiest thing to change in your home. Exactly. I, 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 I hate it when people say that because I've run into so many clients who think they know how to paint. <laughs> get it professional. I said professional, cheapest, easiest. Professional. Not do it DIY, That's get that right. can from Lowe's and splash it all over your flooring and trim. That uh, was totally uh, different. Some of my clients have turned out to be absolutely phenomenal painters. And oh my some gosh, not, they must so. be more patient than me. Yeah. So. I clearly understand why there's a painting profession. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we've kind of throughout the whole thing, we've talked a little bit about money with, you know, you know $130 an hour as a consult. And that's something to... You know, if somebody doesn't call you for whatever reason, it's certainly something to start comparing. But I think some of the other things you've said as well, I think the 3D modeling that you guys do is huge uh, as opposed to sort of 2D. I've looked at lots yeah, of plans. And, and I'm you, sure you could do a 10,000 square foot, lovely, multi-thousands of dollars project if somebody wanted to build oh, a 10,000 square foot home. So from the gamut, it's covered all the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this real quick before we get to our final question, which is if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Sure. Uh, you can reach me at agray at a3garchitects.com via email, or you can call the office line at 816-581-6333. You can also get on our website at a3garchitects.com, and there's a contact button there. You can reach out to us either way. Excellent. And A gray is A G R A Y. Correct. Yeah. yeah so I mean that would be a good question. Is it A or an E? So uh-huh. it's an A. Excellent. So we try to wrap up our podcast <clears throat> with the same question for everybody. And so for you, it's about architecture. 
So what's sort of the craziest thing you've seen? And we try to keep it to the residential market if you can. Sure. Uh, either you Unless done... what you said earlier was commercial and I still want to hear it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was residential. I mean, we were, it, it was kind of a big story in Kansas City for a while, but we had worked with a couple that he, um, they were building a multi-million dollar home um, up in the Holt area. And we were working on designing that for them. And through this process, we got about partway through and- we weren't getting our proper payments, and I reached out and come to find out he um, had this huge nationwide Ponzi scheme and had ripped off hundreds of people for millions and millions of dollars. And um, unfortunately, his wife found out about it, and originally they thought it was a suicide. She uh, killed herself, and then um, come to find out he had actually killed her, and when the FBA came to arrest him, he killed himself. So it was a murder suicide, and we kind of had written that one off, but last year the trust settled and we got paid. So (laughs) I had to wait several years and fight for that, but that was probably our worst case scenario. The only other funny one is we did have one client, and to find out after the fact they had been married and divorced and married again, um, he did remind her in one of our design meetings that she fit in the chest freezer. Oh, <laughs> dang. So and sometimes it's kind of like marriage counseling, um, designing homes. And and why are you <clears throat> digging that pond so deep? <laughs> you know, I was, I was with one of my partners yesterday in one of the big box depart- uh, 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 hardware stores, and there was this huge, really long chest freezer the, on the scratch and dent row that we were walking by. <laughs> and he turns, he looks at me and he goes, you could fit in that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm not working with you alone on the project. Don't so. buy that freezer. Yeah. So. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much for being part of Get Real KC and helping uh, our, our listeners understand what it takes and when you should engage an architect. So appreciate to have you here. Thanks, Thanks Amy. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode of Get Real KC. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC. With Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com, where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.